Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Welcome back, everyone. Hour number two of the Lombardi Line on a Tuesday from downtown Las Vegas. We're presented by BetMGM, and we're keeping tabs, Mike Pritchard, okay. on a lot of big quarterback injury news throughout the NFL heading into Week 16, pivotal week for many teams, including the Tennessee Titans, who opened the week laying more than a touchdown despite losers of the past few games, losing by three last week in L.A. against the Chargers, needing this game, now leading by just a single game over Jacksonville in the AFC South. But, as you're going to notice on your screen in a second, the lines have fallen, Mike. Mm-hmm. Down to five and a half pretty much everywhere, and I now see a couple of books even touching five at this point. That's because Tom Pelissero of NFL Network comes out this morning and says, quote, the road is uphill for Ryan Tannehill to start in Week 16, meaning it could be Malik Willis at quarterback. For the Tennessee Titans, how much does that adjust your thoughts on Titans-Texans this week? I mean, I'm going back as a player here with Tennessee, and okay, the quarterback uh, is compromised. Now, at the beginning of the year, the quarterback was compromised. Remember, he had to seek out counseling uh, because of what happened in the playoffs last year, and I think that led to Malik Willis getting drafted. Uh, And the thought process was, okay, at what point during the year uh, are the Tennessee Titans going to switch to Malik Willis? It might be this week. I mean, they tried it earlier because of injury. Uh, they didn't let him throw the football, and they still almost won that game. Uh, now it's different because they're fighting for the division uh, after Jacksonville is starting a surge here, right? Um, this is going to be interesting to me because Vrabel won coach of the year last year because he did more with less. And now that he has less this year, it's telling to me that he's not capable or they're not capable of doing more on a four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. And again, as a player, it's much more difficult to get off a losing streak than it is to sustain a winning streak. I mean, think about it. When you're on a winning streak, everybody's happy, everybody's working hard, the attention to detail, you're not letting that slip by uh, because you're enjoying, your confidence is sky high. And so uh, to sustain that, I, I think, it, you know, you, you have the, uh, the thought process that, that you're really good. And, and so, yeah, maybe we can sustain a win streak. As a losing streak, you have question marks all around. Uh, and then you're searching for answers. It, it might be a different person. It might be a different uh, uh, scheme. You know, it could be anything you're trying to search for to get off this losing streak. And then certainly your confidence is low. 
Mm-hmm. So this one's troubling uh, to me in terms of trying to bet uh, this game. I, I, there's no incentive for Houston to win. They need the number one overall draft choice. So uh, this game really is a stay away at, at this point for me. That's a normal losing streak you're talking about. <laughs> right. This is Tennessee who sits November 17th, one on a Thursday night in Green Bay. Lost four straight games, but more than that, general manager John Robinson mm. controversially fired before a week 14 game. Offensive coordinator Todd Downing nabbed for DUI right after the Packer game when the team returned to Nashville. You wonder how that has impacted things, Mike, because it's not just a normal four-game losing streak. It's not just a regression to the mean for personnel that statistically had been playing above their weight class all season. Right. Those are two pretty big off-the-field issues that I wonder how much of having an impact on Tennessee. You would probably know more from being in locker rooms in the past, but that has to be a part of it, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's disruptive. You know, if you're down, uh, Todd Downing, you, you have the investigation from the league over your head right now as you're trying to coordinate an offense. And so um, that's a distraction, right? Um, uh, Vrabel, I, you're, you're searching for anything. The GM is fired because A.J. Brown came back and destroyed you. Uh, so there's no direction at the top either. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, Vrabel won coach of the year because he did more with less last year. And now that he has less again, he still has Derrick Henry. Uh, but certainly from a roster standpoint, not near what they had. And from an injury situation and all that, uh, he's not finding ways to do more. Uh, and to me, that is informative. I mean, they're minus 38 point differential and they lead the division. Which, I, I mean, come on. The only team in that uh, division with a positive point differential right now is the surging Jacksonville Jaguars. Down to plus 110 to win yeah. the division. Tennessee yeah. at minus 130. The big thing you have to keep in mind for this week, though, we're apparently going to get some weather in a lot of games, but even in right. the games toward the south where in Nashville, expecting a high of only 22 on Saturday when this game is being played with wind gusts into the mid-teens range, sustained winds around 13 miles an hour most of the game. Meaning my handicap, Mike, comes all the way down to basically one thing. Mm-hmm. It's the running game. Okay. Tennessee has a guy named Derrick Henry who is arguably the best running back in the league. Houston has been a complete sieve defending the run all yeah. year. Bottom five in basically every category. Yeah. A one-win team that should not be able to put much of a fight against Tennessee. Even if it is Malik Willis, a backup at quarterback, who has shown no ability to throw an American football in a forward direction. Just think, even as this line comes down... That advantage and edge for Tennessee, shouldn't that outweigh the drop-off in overall quarterback play, even if it's ugly to want to back a rookie like Willis? Sure. I mean, when you think about it, uh, Tennessee actually might run the ball better because of Malik Willis. Because now it's different, right? Uh, It's kind of like Driscoll uh, and the rotation at quarterback (laughs) for the Texans that was advantageous for them. I mean, it's a change, and okay, are the Texans really going to prepare for it? You said they're a sieve. I think they're allergic to contact. That's how bad they are. I was trying to be nice, too. (laughs) They're allergic allergic to contact uh, (laughs) as a defense out there. So, I mean, I think the running game could be more efficient. I mean, if you're looking to back Tennessee, there's your angle right there, I would think. I mean, defensively, blue collar, they're always going to bring it. That's the thing about Vrabel. He's created that type of culture, uh, which will make it difficult on Houston. They're 3-1 and in a division, too. Uh, if you think about that, if you're looking for reasons to back Tennessee, uh, I'm giving them to you, but I, I'm staying away from this game. There's the whole trust factor. Yeah. It's hard to trust a rookie quarterback who mm-hmm. has looked out of his element this year, but Houston, 
27th, 4.9 yards per carry allowed this season. 27th out of the 32 teams in the league. And Tennessee rushed defensively, top five unit on an EPA per play allowed basis. See, have to see what the status of Ryan Tannehill continues to look like throughout the week. But as Tom Pelissero reported this morning from NFL Network, facing an uphill battle. That's why that line has come all the way down inside a touchdown. Now Tennessee minus five as we sit here on a Tuesday morning at a lot of books. Tennessee, one of several streaking teams, though, Mike, in the mm-hmm. NFL. Titans have lost four in a row. Bunch of teams, well, those streaks continue to the good or to the bad. How about one to the good? The Cincinnati Bengals, who have quietly put together an incredible run. Six-game winning streak now. Come from behind after a disastrous first half and wipe Tampa Bay off the map. 34-23 win, where they destroy the Bucks in the second half, outscoring them 31-6. Now heading to New England. The struggling Patriots return home. This is a Christmas Day game. Bengals are red hot. Did they stay that way, Mike, last three weeks? I Like I said about streaks, I mean, everybody's feeling great uh, in Cincinnati inside that building. In fact, this is how good the Bengals are playing or how well the Bengals are playing. Um, in that first half against Tampa, they possessed the ball nine minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> nine minutes and 30. So essentially, they destroyed Tampa at home in 30 minutes of football. In the second half, they punted on the first half and just said, "Yeah, that's okay. yeah, you guys can have the first half. We'll we'll come out at halftime and then beat you down." Uh, that's what they did. I mean, they, yeah, I think confidence is sky high. They're built just like the Rams were built last year, and uh, if anything, they flipped the script because the Rams, the Super Bowl winner, is going to miss the playoffs. Where typically the Super Bowl loser comes back and they don't make the playoffs. But I think the Bengals are even better than they were last year. Um, so they are surging. Uh, I think their confidence is sky high. They have so many options now that they can run the football, the physical nature too. In the beginning, it was a slow process of four parts of the new offensive line, Burrow missing time because of surgery, uh, and they just weren't cohesive. They They were disjointed, really, as an offense. And now that they've kind of figured themselves out, uh, I, who knows where they're going to end. I mean, they got two number one wide receivers. They got two starting caliber running backs. Uh, the tight end position has been up and down a little bit, but uh, they have enough depth uh, to overcome all that too, certainly from a slot receiver standpoint with Boyd. And then mm-hmm. defensively, they're so creative. They, they have two game plans oftentimes within one game that you have to prepare for. So uh, I, I like the situation with the Bengals right now all around, all around. It reminds me so much of Kansas City from last year. Mm-hmm. Remember Kansas City 2020 season, Embarrassed in the Super Bowl, lose to Tampa Bay, completely retool the offensive line after that was the Achilles heel of the 2020 Chiefs. Right. Just like the 2021 Bengals Achilles heel of their offensive line, or was the offensive line allowing Joe Burrow to get sacked at a record pace. Most sacks ever in a single season taken by Burrow. Predictably, it took the Chiefs in 2021 some time to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We're three and four. Cincinnati Bengals were at one point. <laughs> what a two and uh, four, or not a two and four team, a one and three team to right. start the season. Then all of a sudden, it clicked for Kansas City. Yeah. And with an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs won eight of nine to close last season, finished 12 and five. Their only loss, by the way, was at Cincinnati in a week 17 game. With the Bengals having won six straight, I, I just see a lot of the same parallels, Mike. And with being at New England, home games against Buffalo and the Ravens down the stretch, a two and one finish to the season seems like the minimum right mm-hmm. now given the status of both New England and Baltimore at the moment, and seeing uh, seeing Cincinnati finish 
12 and 5, that right. feels very realistic in, in pushing for a top two seed. I think so. And yeah, absolutely. A big game uh, in front of them, too. But, uh, you know, I, I'm still mad because Vrabel did win coach of the year last year, and I had a ticket on Zach Taylor. Oh. He's still. Uh, I, I am still just like mad I'm still that. mad about my Dak Prescott comeback player of the year. Ticket. <laughs> right, and no, all because I mean, look, I mean, Zach Taylor gets a lot of shade thrown at him though. But look yeah. at the two year stretch though for him as a head coach, and uh, I, I thought on the way to the Super Bowl, you know, identifying the Bengals, and, uh, and that's why I pounced on that coach of the year situation with Zach. But Vrabel won it, um, and then Cincinnati goes in there and beats down Tennessee, yeah. right, uh, and, and sent. Tannehill to counseling. Um, but no, I, Zach Taylor and that coaching staff, if you really examine it, uh, they've done a fantastic job, though, along the way. 0-2 and 4-4 and and to start this year. Cincinnati now 10-4. Good reminder, too, another pro tip for us this hour. When we talk about futures, don't pay attention to the lazy narratives. Like, ah, the Super Bowl loser always takes a step back. Cincinnati Bengals are proving this year. Those lazy, generic trends, they don't always apply. There's nuance that has to be applied every season. Cincinnati has more than held their weight. When we return, it's time for Right Route, Wrong Route with Mike Pritchard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Time for right route, wrong route on the Lombardi line because he's a wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. He ran around a lot of routes in his day. They were all right routes, never a wrong route. But we're right. trying to figure out what teams are on the right path, what are on the wrong path. We just talked Cincinnati Bengals last segment. Their opponent this week, mm. New England Patriots. Remember when I said last week, I, now I get a lot of things wrong. I got a lot wrong last week. Remember when I said I felt like the New England Patriots were poorly coached after their Monday night win against Arizona? Do you remember Mike? that? Mm-hmm. 
Now, I didn't think they would lose in the dumbest way possible in NFL history, but I did feel a little bit vindicated <laughs> uh, from Sunday, and they have now made your list as a wrong route team. Why, aside from what I said, that they're a poorly coached team, right. what, uh, what is been the most irksome thing to you on the New England side. Well, you said that because as Bill Belichick, you're talking about too, though. I mean, how dare you I know. suggest that the GOAT is uh, uh, participating in a poorly coached football team, which he is, though. I mean, it's it's so evident, right? I mean, they, they are in disarray offensively. They can't even protect Mac Jones. Mac Jones has regressed, which is sad uh, and unfortunate. Um, he's at a point now where he's um, throwing a fit pretty much on the field. Uh, you don't want your quarterback throwing a fit on the field. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. Um, but you, you have to have some type of um, uh, organization in which you, you feel confident in what you're doing. And, and they don't. Uh, and, and they're in December now. And so uh, there's some bright spots, but really this team has regressed. And a lot of it is due to coaching because what's happening now is a well-coached team, typical, for a Belichick coach team, attention to detail, that's all slipping. That's all gone. Uh, so I'm suggesting that they're not coaching the little things because they can't coach the major things, which is mm. offense, right? Uh, and they, they're it's letting the little thing. Yeah, they're letting the little things slip by. Like, I don't know, football IQ, right? At the end of a game, it's regulation. It's not overtime. You're not in a desperate spot. You still have some more time to perhaps win a game. What are you doing throwing a football around? The yard like that mm. like but football iq and, and acumen was something that separated the patriots that made them a dynasty that the concentration on the little things allowed them to focus on the major things and be highly efficient on both sides of the ball yeah. actually in all three phases of the game and uh I, I think when you look at the patriots now they are a poorly coached football team they're in disarray and uh just because of reputation uh they get the benefit of the doubt they're, they're very inconsistent. And then as a better, I mean, I don't know how you rely on that. Yeah, and it should be pretty telling, too, that for as much as the general narrative has been, well, you just you back a Belichick coach team blindly, especially in a perceived coaching mismatch like Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, mm -hmm. betting market totally went against that notion. I mean, the right. Raiders got all the respected money as high as two-and-a-half-point closing favorites. Did they get a historically lucky and terrible play to win the game? Yes, but the point remains. The Raiders were in complete complete control mm -hmm. up 17-3 before uh, just a ghastly collapse. And that should be noted in the betting market that it did not fall victim to the, the trap of, oh, it's Belichick. We have to blindly trust him. Right. I mean, I think when it looks good, there's a Belichick tax the next week because, oh, okay, you figured it out. They look good, but it's been inconsistent. It's kind of like Tom Brady uh, when they won a game earlier this year. I can't remember the game, but... It looked great. You know, Tom Brady's figured out, okay, there's a Tom Brady tax, and okay, bet against that. I, to me, I did, and uh, it's worked out that way. But, um, you know, I, I think Belichick is the GOAT. I'm not suggesting he's not. Uh, but this year has been a struggle mm -hmm. uh, for that football team. It's funny how now I think about the – if you look at YouTube right now, there's a video on NFL throwback. Dumbest way to lose a football game. <laughs> 2002, week one, Dwayne Rudd of the Cleveland Browns who, do you remember this? He, he sacked Trent Green to end the game, but uh -huh. he took his helmet off, just chucked it down the field, gave, gave Kansas City, a, it was a 15-yard yeah. on sportsman-like conduct penalty, so they gave Kansas City one more snap, and the Browns are up by one. Okay. It was either up by one or by two. I think they were up by two. Kansas City kicks a game-winning field goal, and that was at the time, 20 years ago, labeled mm -hmm. the dumbest way to win a football game. I think today, Dwayne Rudd, who is now no longer 
Victim of the dumbest right. way to lose no, a football no, game. Not. That moniker now goes to Jacoby Myers. Or, or Leon. Uh, well, Leon Lett. Leon Lett. I mean, that was a bad one. Did they they lost that game against the yes. Dolphins? Yes, Le- the Leon Lett Thanksgiving game, yeah. nineteen ninety three. They yes. lost that game against the Dolphins because he touched the ball uh, after a blocked a blocked <laughs> yeah. field goal that would have won the game. I mean, yeah, I guess that's excusable now compared to what Jacoby Myers oh, just I, did. Cer- certainly <laughs> so. I bring that up uh, from a historical standpoint. Unfortunately, we'll see if the NFL uh, goes back and. And changes the title of that video. But mm. For now, that, uh, that that is now your newest dumb way yes. to lose a football game, at least dumbest in NFL history. From one wrong route in the AFC to another wrong route, Mike, the Baltimore Ravens, mm. who are laying a big number this week at home against the Desmond Ritter-led Atlanta Falcons. But a concerning development, Whoa. especially Saturday, what, five different possessions in Cleveland territory, resulting in a grand total of three points. We still don't know what the status of Lamar Jackson is at quarterback. Didn't play on Saturday. How do you think that's going to impact things here for Baltimore? Well, they're a wrong route for the Ravens because Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract. And um, <laughs> does Lamar Jackson have more incentive to play or to sit? Think about that for a minute. He's got a PCL injury. His future is still in front of him. And here's the Ravens. Oh, we don't want to pay you. You know, and you, you, okay, you're Lamar. Okay, I bet on myself. And now he has a significant injury. Uh, and I, I think there's a realistic question in Lamar Jackson's mind right now. Uh, do I have more incentive to play and risk further injury and then perhaps go into next year injured? Or do I sit and let this thing completely heal? Uh, and that's on the Ravens because they messed around and not, did a, not get a contract done with their star quarterback or, or the most important player on their team. Uh, I suggested that this team was starting to slide uh, a few weeks ago. Defensively, yep. they still lack communication. Uh, they're not uh, all on the same page. And now offensively, good luck with what you want to do. I mean, Dobbins is back. That's helping out. But uh, it, it's just not the same uh, when you don't have Lamar Jackson on that football team, as the Ravens have discovered. So unless they are planning to go in a, in a different direction all along, uh, I think the Ravens are on the, on the wrong route right now. And you look at the final few games for Baltimore, despite being big home favorites against a backup quarterback in Atlanta this week, hosting Pittsburgh next week, and then at Cincinnati to close the season. It's trending in a direction where five seed is probably still in play. Baltimore, by getting the five seed, would then face the AFC South Division winner. Right Mm -hmm. now, that's Tennessee. That very well easily could be Jacksonville. We just saw the matchup in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, and the Jags were able to control the line of scrimmage, especially on offense. And with those offensive struggles now, that was the only way Baltimore stayed in that game against right. the Jaguars. They scored 27, right. but with a compromised Lamar Jackson, you just wonder how poorly would that look the second time around? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to be more graphic about his injury too, I mean, I, I had the MCL and I, I had a stretch PCL uh, when my meniscus was destroyed. Uh, so there's no reports about his meniscus, but I'm sure his meniscus has some damage in there, right? And um, so... I think it's a realistic possibility that, I mean, if you're Lamar Jackson, I mean, I know he doesn't have an agent, uh, but uh, good Lord, like, do you have more incentive to sit and let your thing completely heal, or Mm -hmm. are you trying to go out there and still earn your dollars? I mean, I think his body of work has earned him a good contract, a great contract, but yet the Ravens uh, didn't get that done this offseason. It would be pretty hilarious if the Titans were able to hang on, win the AFC South, Baltimore gets in as the five seed. Mm. Remember the 2020 season? Mm Mm-hmm or 2019 season, heading into 2020. It was deemed the Paper Tiger Bowl. (laughs) Titans hosting the Ravens round one of the playoffs. Baltimore won that game, 
and were then thoroughly outplayed the next week in Buffalo. Could we get a rematch of that? It would probably yeah. be go- going down again as a paper tiger sure. bowl if that were to happen. Now, as far as the right routes, mm-hmm. we already mentioned the Packers. That yep. is for you a right route this week with the improvement shown on the offensive end. How about Jacksonville? Another streaking team that has right. seemingly turned a corner, and uh, you, you view this to be a real thing. Right, because I go back to having balance offensively and, and be able to have options. I mean, I think if you're skewed it like, like Tampa has and you're predominantly a passing team, uh, two things. You can't run the football, and teams know that, and now they can just focus in on stopping a passing game or making it difficult for you. Uh, but if you're balanced, like Jacksonville has obtained uh, offensively and the emergence of Trevor Lawrence – uh, that's a that's a building block and that's something that's sustainable and you can get better from. So uh, I, I love Peterson and the fact that he's obtained a balance offensively, defensively. They've got the personnel. They're making plays. They just got to be more consistent, uh, which will come from a young team. Uh, but definitely running the right routes. And they're one of those young, exciting teams. I think mm-hmm. Pittsburgh going into next year looking for that team. But then the continuation of what the Jacksonville Jaguars have started this year, I think, carries over into next year as well. Plus 125 now to make the playoffs. Yeah. Plus 110 to win the AFC South. Is there, there, would you make one of those two bets? Thinking about it. It's not a good, as good of yeah. a number as you would have had right. before last week. But, and uh, as much as I was right on the whole New England front, mm-hmm. I, I laid out the whole diatribe as to why I was not believing in Jacksonville with an inconsistent young team, and boy, was I wrong on Sunday. Well, I love Dallas. Yeah. I was ready to walk in on, oh, I am mighty. Dallas yeah. was up 27-10. And then the witching hour happened. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. We can, we can admit when we're wrong and laugh at ourselves. I was dead wrong on Jacksonville. When we return, Josh Applebaum from VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. He gives us his early thoughts on Week 16. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VEASAN. With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests with tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. We also have deep dive betting reports plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. One of the contributors to those best bets is a guy named Josh Applebaum, who joins us right now on the Lombardi Line, host of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets, the Market Insights podcast. Josh, saw you last night on ESPN talking about windy unders before the Packers-Rams Monday night game. How about that cash? The old kneel down first and goal at the one-yard line. How much were you sweating that thing late with the Rams and Packers somehow staying under the number? Oh, Ben and Precious Gates with you. Happy holidays. I was dripping, guys, because, again, that was a system play for me uh, that I love to look for. And we're actually looking forward to a lot of windy unders here this week. I think this might be your biggest week for windy unders. But it's funny. When we do uh, those DraftKings uh, commercials before the pregame show on Monday night, they, they hit me up a couple of days before, and they're like, what's your angle here? Give me an angle, you know, a few days out. Uh, hopefully the lines don't move too uh, that much. If, if they do, hopefully it's in the favor of whatever betting system you're at. And I just looked at the weather. I said, it's freezing cold. Ben, you know this. You're from that part of the country. Freezing cold, really, really windy. Obviously, you needed a little bit of luck there at the end, but those windy unders have been great. We'll get to them in a second, but they're cashing on the year over 60%. So, uh, you know, thank your lucky stars there. If you got that under, it looked pretty dicey there at the end. Oh, yeah. Lace up your Oshkosh bagash, and you just you head on down to Lambeau, and, uh, you, you know, you, you just battle the elements. Sure. There are people in the stand shirtless, though. Yeah. All right. 
What's going on with that? It's nothing new. That's what we do. Not me. I'm not built for that. But I, you know, for the for the people that are eating lots of cheese and dairy and beer products every day Mm. of the year, you're able to handle that a little bit better. Uh, Josh, I noticed too. Before we get to your picks, speaking of the windy unders, the weather is going to be a huge talking point in so many situations this week. The Cleveland New Orleans game that totals 31 and a half, lowest total in over 14 years in the NFL. How is the market adjusted in that game and, and around the rest of the league with all the wind and general weather that's expected this week? Yeah, Ben, I've been betting on sports since I was like, you know, during my college time. So I'm 35 now. It goes back about 15 years. I don't remember a total this low. Uh, and from since I've been betting on, on NFL or pretty much, you know, just sports in general on a daily basis since this, we've seen this number here uh, in this game. So super low number. What's the angle that I want to throw at you guys is these windy unders. If you look at just from a, a standpoint here, and by the way, uh, the projection here in this Browns game. 25 mile per hour winds up to 30 miles per hour. You're going to be really cold as well. I like this uh, bet split here. Only 26% of bets on the under, but 55% of the money. It's almost when you look at a a baseball total, guys, like a six and a half, you feel like, hey, they got to go over that number. This is such a low number here. Lowest we've seen, Ben, as you mentioned, over a decade. But let's look at where where it opened. It opened as high as, I saw like a 38, 37 kind of look-ahead number. You're down to 31 and a half right now. I think this is going to be kind of a really really good contrarian under bet because the public is going to say this thing is so low, it's got to fly over. Uh, and I know at this point, it's hard to bet an under 31 and a half when you could have gotten a much better number here. But I saw a sharp move on the under 32, even 32 and a half. So the fact that you're so low at this point, to me, it's either a layoff because you missed the number or you kind of hold your nose and take this under just uh, regardless. Because when you look at these windy unders, and Pritch knows this, they have such a big effect on the total, but it's these extreme ones that really you get excited for if you're a data-driven guy like me. Like my number in the sand is 10 miles per hour or more. These windy unders, 10 or more, 64% this year. Uh, But the angle to me is when you get to the extreme numbers, the 20 mile per hour, the 25, the 30, you could be looking at maybe, you know, a 13-7 kind of game here. So we do know the Browns with Deshaun Watson back had a big win, obviously, uh, over the weekend here against the Ravens, but you really haven't seen this offense click yet. I think you could be in for a really low-scoring game in this one. So even though it's fallen so much, I think there's a reason for it, guys. I'd still be going under or nothing in this game. You know, Josh, more, uh, one more game uh, with line movement and and following the theme here, stadiums next to water with cold weather, <laughs> right? And that's the Steelers. And the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate ah, yes. Reception. And, and remember what kind of day that was, right? And so you're looking at, what, 10 degrees out there next to the water, I mean, I don't know what the wind could be there, but certainly the line has moved towards the Steelers. And and both of these teams are very, very public. What are you seeing here with this one? You're exactly right, Pritch. So just from a spread sp- a standpoint, we have seen some movement toward the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one opened. I saw some openers as low as like minus one and a half, minus two for Pittsburgh. You just got some good news here that Kenny Pickett looks like he's going to be able to play this game. So no Trubisky. And sorry, Deontay Johnson, you're probably not going to see Mason Rudolph this year. Uh, but line movement toward the Steelers. But again, always have these key numbers in the back of your head. We're looking at a three right now. So if you're looking at uh, the Sharps going with Pittsburgh, you were looking at anything two and a half or less. Uh, Again, now that you're three, maybe you'll see some buyback and see this thing creep back down to uh, two and a half. If you see this overload of money that's, at this point, public money leaning on Vegas after that, you know, big, uh, big come from behind win and, you know, crazy finish there against my Patriots over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But what I'd be looking at, guys, is, is to your point, Pritch, this under. It opened 41 and a half. It's down to 38 and a half. Now, it's not your most, uh, you know, windy under of the week. Uh, obviously, that would go to Jacksonville and the Jets, Cleveland and New Orleans, Bills uh, and the Bears. Those are all around 20 miles per hour or more. But to your point, Pritch, it's going to be really cold, 10 degrees. The wind is about 10 to 15 miles per hour. So this would be one of about seven games of the windy underplay. Uh, And it also could be very foggy. I don't know, Pritch, if you ever dealt with fog in an NFL game, but 
not really precipitation, but maybe uh, not as clear out there. You know, it's like me when I, before I put, I put my contacts in in the morning, guys, it's a little bit foggy when I wake up. So maybe that could be an issue here. Uh, but I would look toward the under. We have seen these primetime unders, guys, do great. Obviously, you got lucky last night. But primetime unders on the season, they're now 28 and 18, 61%. Also, this would be a conference windy under that falls. Those windy unders are 64%. But if you look at just a windy under 10 miles per hour or more in a conference game, some familiarity here, they're 32 and 15, 68% this year. So again, I'd be leaning Pittsburgh, but you kind of missed the number now that yeah. it's at three. You would have wanted to target them a little bit earlier. I'd be going under here, guys. Under 38 and a half, if you can find a 39, even better. I know Mike Richard played in, played in one of the most epic monsoons of all time. Oh. Seahawks, yeah. Chiefs. <laughs> Sunday Night Football, 1998, I yeah. want to say, yeah. where they it was ab. It, you'll, you can find the highlights on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, ins I've never seen anything like it. Like the stadium was flooding in real time, and <laughs> yeah. you you had to play it. Yeah, we did. It did um, not go well for anybody who was on the offensive <laughs> side no, of the ball. No, no, not at all. We had to delay that game and <laughs> go inside delayed. because of rain. Uh, they said there was lightning in the area, but I think it was it was a quagmire. You couldn't do anything. Quagmire. Yeah, yeah. I'd go watch the highlights <laughs> for those of you who have not seen it. It's it's epic. Uh, Seahawks Chiefs 1998 Sunday Night Football. Look that thing up. Josh Applebaum at Josh underscore Insights is where you can follow uh, him on Twitter. You mentioned Josh a game that was a line of about three in Raiders Steelers. How about another game line similarly to three with a lot of respected money apparently going on the Giants. This is the so-called fraud bowl this week. Giants and Vikings. How are you interpreting the big line movement there? Yeah, so I'd be going the points here with the G-Men. I actually jumped on the G-Men with the hook three and a half. Uh, yesterday, I was kind of anticipating this line would get down to three. I, t typically, what I like to do, guys, is what's the opening number? Is there any movement immediately? And if you are on a hook or a key number, is it worthy of betting it now, taking a chance that the line is going to get worse? So this is one that I saw an opener of uh, Minnesota as high as laying four and a half, four. We're at three and a half all day, uh, most of, of yesterday. But then every three and a half you saw, and we're showing it on our board, is plus three and a half, minus 115 to the G-men. Like this thing is getting down to three. So another perfect example of shopping for the best line. There are some three and a halves out there. They're kind of evaporating as we speak, but most of these numbers are getting down to three. Uh, that's important to me because only 38% of bets are on the G-men. They covered in one against the commanders, but I think the love for Minnesota after that epic comeback, you know, down 33, nothing coming back and winning. Imagine if you had them, you know, just you put a dollar or some pizza, uh, some pizza money there, Pritch on that live line. there, coming back uh, on the back end, like 20 plus 2,500. Some uh, books are even higher than that. But I think the public is saying, Hey, Minnesota at home, G men, you might be a fraud. Let's lay the points here with Minnesota, but the line is moving toward the G men here. So I like this angle. This is a system that I've been kind of, uh, you know, digging up here recently. If both teams missed the playoffs last year, they're facing off this week, and you just take the dog, very simple, 45-26 and 26 ATS, 63% this year. Another angle, Saturday dogs. We talked about this uh, last week, guys, but for whatever reason, these Saturday games, you see these dogs do very well, 2-1 and one ATS. This past weekend, they're 12-3-3 three three ATS, 80% since 2018. Daniel Jones in particular, he came through in, in primetime against the Commanders. He's 25-15 and 15 ATS as a dog. He's eight and two ATS this year as a dog, and as a road dog, he's fifteen and five against the spread, seventy-five percent. So, if you can still find a hook, my angle here is take the G-men plus three and a half. Maybe you lose by three, cover with the hook. But I like the fact that the public's on Minnesota. Yet this line is dropping toward the G-men. The hook is crucial. I'm on the Giants here. Eleven Saturday yeah. games though this week as well. Real quick, Josh, for Thursday night, Jacksonville and the New York Jets. What sort of edge are you seeing there? 
Yeah, number one, this would be one of your top windy unders, guys. This total open around 43, all the way down at this point to around 38. Projections here are 20 mile per hour winds. It's going to be cold as well. Only 30% bets, but 53% of the money is on the under. This would match that uh, conference under, that windy under as well. Primetime under, so a lot of matches to that under. And I would just say it's really tough to bet Zach Wilson. You saw the market actually show Wilson some respect where uh, the the Jets became a little bit more of a favorite, like minus one and a half, minus two, even though the, the Detroit Lions ended up winning that game. You expect Wilson to play. Will Mike White be cleared? As of now, it's Zach Wilson. But guys, we have everybody taking Jacksonville after that big win against Dallas, yet we're staying a pick em. Some shops are even minus one Jets, so mm. I think there's still some respect for the Jets at home in this one. They'll be a very contrarian home favorite. But but guys, my if you remember one thing from today's hit, this is the week to bet windy unders. Hopefully you can get a good number on these games. Yeah. A lot of wind a lot going of wind. on around the NFL. <laughs> Josh Applebaum, great of you to join us as always on a Tuesday. Uh, an early Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. I can't wait to see you next week. Same to you guys. Have a great holiday season. As we Thanks, return Josh. for our final segment on the Lombardi line, our Thursday night preview, Jaguars, Jets, quarterback issues galore especially on the jet side with injuries we'll break it all down next on the lombardi line at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN. With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Trip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's free loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
as we wrap up the show today. Big thanks to the whole crew here at the Circus Sportsbook Studios. Back with Mike Pritchard for the final time. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, our outstanding producer behind the glass. We got Andrew Ingold, Liz Foster, our technical directors, Mikhail Bala. On audio, Sergio Sanchez running graphics. Uh, Rob Moreno, Troy Kinch, Andre Perezo uh, helping out as well. Uh, week week sixteen, man. I know. Where is the time gone? Uh, and we now have more, more and more. It seems like as the weeks continue, the injuries also mm-hmm. pile up as well. And as we get set for Thursday night football, we'll preview that in a second. Uh, more injury news involving quarterbacks that uh, we didn't know about when we started the show today. At least this time, it's to the positive, Mike. And that's in Pittsburgh, where Kenny Pickett, it's reported today from head coach Mike Tomlin, expected to clear concussion protocol, be ready to go for Pittsburgh against the Las Vegas Raiders Saturday night, 50th anniversary yeah. of the Immaculate Reception. How much of a, of a change or an upgrade do you give Pittsburgh now going from Trubisky back to Pickett? A uh, big upgrade. I mean, I think you have Kenny Pickett uh, in there for a reason. Uh, you know, whether Matt Canada is going to remain aggressive is anybody's question at this point. I mean, he should. There's no reason not to. Uh, but Kenny Pickett returning to the lineup, I, I think, is going to be a boost, uh, certainly for that offense. Uh, the concern I have for the game, though, uh, I, I think, you know, you think about the weather, about 10 degrees, but we brought this up with Josh Applebaum, and he talked about the windy conditions. You know, as players, and in, in you're in, your in stadiums next to water, the feeling in that stadium is not going to be 10 degrees. It's going to be more like zero and below zero. Uh, so there's something to to think about too as a as a better uh, you know Cleveland in that situation next to the water and and obviously Pittsburgh and, and then the Raiders who play indoors here uh, in the desert they're going to go all the way across country too and, and face that so uh, Kenny Pickett some good news right there but this is going to be uh, a battle in the trenches right with offensive line defensive line situations and uh, you got edgers edge rushers and and edge players uh, galore in this game that's outstanding. Uh, so I wonder how creative uh, these teams are going to get, or are they going to be conservative? Josh McDaniels has been a very conservative play caller mm-hmm. with his personnel this year. Uh, and now you factor in the conditions, and then Matt Canada, I mean, my goodness. Uh, I, I think he's more comfortable being conservative, which is, to me, a detriment for the Steelers. Though. Right. It's why I wonder on the specific matchup, when you factor in the weather conditions, the Raiders have been really good at stopping the run this year. Mm-hmm. Top five unit on an EPA per uh, per play allowed basis most of the season, but have really struggled defending the pass. Team, it's bottom five in the league in most areas. So you know the opportunity to attack Las Vegas is through the air. Mm-hmm. Yet it's a bad weather game. You have a quarterback, a rookie in Kenny Pickett, coming off of multiple concussions, just being cleared, and an offensive coordinator in Matt Canada that's not exactly uh, looking to take the game by the horns and, and throw balls deep downfield. From that perspective, it would concern me a little bit backing Pittsburgh. Right. Yet the physicality that they just showed in Carolina to beat a very, very good, a top five overall efficiency defense over the past five weeks, that showed me that Pittsburgh is going to be, at least from a physicality perspective, in the much better place to start the mm-hmm. game. It's just, can they avoid shooting themselves in the foot the way that they have in a few of Kenny Pickett's starts this year as you normally see rookie quarterbacks do. Right, right. And then the motivation, too, the collectives, if you will, for both teams. I mean, the Raiders are still feeling like they might have a chance for the playoffs and who knows what happens. And then you got the Steelers. It's an uh, elimination game, basically. Right, right. Two, six, elimination teams, game. Yeah, yeah for, for both teams. But then all, the added part for the Steelers is they're trying to fight for that pass situation in terms of having a winning season. Because now the league is pass-fail, right? Nine and eight. Uh, or or eight nine that kind of situation. So uh, this gets interesting. I mean, looking at points. I mean, 
you get through eight if you tease up the, the Vegas. Ooh. Uh, so that's two possession. In a game that profiles to not be two possession, right? 38 and a half point total. Yeah. That's a really good point because the value of each additional point you're creating and a total below 40 is much more valuable than, say, a total of 52. Mm-hmm. And that, that is something to keep in mind, especially in a week with so many games sub 40 totals. Teasing underdogs could be a really good strategy. If you have enough trust in that team you're teasing up, considering how much more valuable those points are compared to a normal re- week, I think that's a really good thing to yeah. consider. It's just a matter of, can you trust a Josh McDaniels <laughs> coach team, one that was up 17-3 against New England, was in complete control, was up 16-3 the previous week against LA mm-hmm. and the Rams in complete control each time, just stopped playing. Yeah. And it was obvious to me that Josh McDaniels as a coach did not really trust his quarterback in Derek Carr to just play the game, to just put the foot on the pedal, mm-hmm. put down the clamps, and finish the game, <laughs> and the Raiders let their opponents back in each of the last couple weeks. Step on her neck. You can get more aggressive if you want to, right? I could, <laughs> but the Raiders don't inspire a lot of aggressive sort of adjectives. They're just kind of a gotcha. blah, soft, which is weird for the Raiders, right? right? You don't think of them as a soft play not to lose team but that's what they've been yeah. this year yeah they need to break that too though and uh the, the history of this game you know the Raiders I mean they have so many alumni that surround the team and the constant reminder of the immaculate deception that kind of thing right they I mean they, they coined that phrase uh so I, I think a lot of players for the Raiders are going to hear about that uh, and I don't know who's going to hear about it on the other side for the Steelers, plenty of motivation. This matchup is intriguing, highly intriguing. That's why I, I'm entertaining that teaser oh, yeah. leg uh, right there for the, for the Raiders. From from two and a half, most of the openers market wide now, a blanket three as we sit mm. t- today. Some of the market still shading that towards the Raiders with the plus three, minus 115 at BetMGM right now, but that number starting to trend towards Pittsburgh with the news. It will likely be Kenny Pickett cleared out of concussion protocol and starting Saturday night. On to Thursday Night Football as we close the show. Mike, I'm seeing in the market pretty split updating the odds board. Either Pick'em or Jets minus one. It's another game with a low total. 37 and a halves now at a couple books. 38s at some others. Down from a low 40s opener. You love those teasers, Mike. <laughs> you teasing the Red Hot Jags up to seven for the books that are offering that, if, if you can find it? Um, I don't mess with uh, games on Thursday night in terms of okay. teasers that all that often. But, I mean, I, I like what the Jags are doing, though. I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, there's a, a lot to say about how he's evolved, um, whereas Zach Wilson hasn't fully evolved. I mean, he's got the number one overall draft pick. And what was Zach got? Uh, number two? That's uh, when his When he was drafted. So, um I, I don't know. I you know defensively the Jets. Man, think about the talent, and you go back to the draft and, and the last two years for the draft for the Jets has been outstanding. But so has uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, accumulating personnel too. And um, Jacksonville hadn't won a game on the road and <laughs> in, in, in forever it seems like. Uh, and then they win that game against the Titans in a physical matchup. So um, I, I think this matchup right now. I don't know who has the edge. I mean. I, I love the way that the Jacksonville Jaguars are balanced offensively, which kind of neutralizes strengths of for what you do defensively because you're playing on your heels now. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know what that team is going to do. And, and to me, when you're balanced like Jacksonville is, they can dictate. Uh, and that, that can be worrisome for, for defense. And so um, Quentin Williams, you know, the calf. Go back to Ed Oliver, how much time he missed – uh, when he had the calf injury uh, from a push-off standpoint, too. So 
uh, man, there's this one's a tough to, tough one to call. Right. Uh, but I, you know, Jacksonville is a dog. Uh, you you have more options there. You have to be balanced against the New York Jets right. because they are the number one defense this year when it comes to average yards per drive allowed. Mm-hmm. It's where the confidence in Trevor Lawrence, to me, Mike, really dictates what position you're on. Since week 10, among quarterbacks who've taken at least 200 snaps, only four have a better EPA per play combined with completion percentage over expectation score than Trevor Lawrence. Mm. It's been pretty wild to see the growth for Lawrence, a guy I was not very impressed with from his rookie season and wasn't all that impressed with the, the slow developments he made in year two, but you can't deny the numbers, Mike, only as I look at my screen. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott, ironically enough, have been better than Trevor Lawrence since week 10 yeah. at an overall advanced metric basis. Wow, that's, that's impressive. It really is. I mean, um, it's good to see, though, because you know, now you have these younger quarterbacks starting to emerge. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts already, and uh, you can just start to add Trevor Lawrence to the mix, too. And uh, Peterson brought that out of him. I mean, the best thing that ever happened uh, to Trevor Lawrence in a horrible situation uh, was getting away from Urban Meyer. I mean, you see the difference when you see competent uh, and capable coaching out there. And it's a good lesson as well, just to think and keep in mind going forward. For young teams, especially with a lot of new personnel, a new coach, it's not going to be an immediate flip of the switch yeah. right away. Stuff takes time. Finally starting to see the Jacksonville Jaguars into that week 15-16 stretch show their true colors. Right. Will they show it on a short week Thursday night? A couple of desperate teams? I don't know. That's why it's a pick em right now, but interesting thing to keep in tra- track of going forward. Great as always working with you, Mike. You too, Ben. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays in advance. Happy holidays. Back with Michael Lombardi tomorrow. Up next, it's VSIN Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.